Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Wednesday, March 31st, 2021. Thank you so much for joining us today or whenever you're listening to the Get Home Safe podcast. I'm trying to keep my voice down a little bit, guys, because it's very late on a Tuesday night. Technically, it is Wednesday morning. It's about one in the morning. Just got home from work and I had to finish up some of the podcast here. Um, I had recorded with Bill Barnes earlier this afternoon to get the the good uh, the big portion of our episode uh, ready to go. But man, I got home late uh, to, from work to kind of piece some things together. So I'm trying to keep it down because you know we got roommates here, Valerie and the other roommates are, are asleep. So the walls aren't very uh, very thick around here. They're a little thin at times, at least when you start kind of shouting and getting carried away. So I'm going to try to keep it down a little, but anyway, uh, it should be fine. But uh, man, uh, Wednesday here, here we are the final day of March. How quickly did that month go by? Unbelievable. Uh, we've had some great college basketball that has helped us get through it all, I think. And uh, there was some more good games on Monday and Tuesday that I will talk about. I did record with Bill Barnes. As I mentioned, we kind of fit it in uh, between our, our work schedules. Uh, he was actually getting vaccinated on Tuesday, he came straight from the clinic, so we got him. Uh, we got his instant reaction, really, from uh, him sticking the needle in his arm. So, uh, look forward to you guys hearing that. We only went about an hour today, which is which is still a lot of fun to to uh, uh, share some laughs and some serious subject matter. I do have to say that uh, Bill Barnes, uh, the the newly vaccinated Bill Barnes, man, he uh, he was dead on with his predictions of the two games on Tuesday. They had not yet been played yet when we recorded, obviously, and he hit it out of the park, said Gonzaga would dominate SC, and he liked what he saw from UCLA and thought they could uh, could make a run and uh, you know upset the Michigan Wolverines. Both of those things happened, so kudos to Bill Barnes. I didn't know he was such a, a basketball uh, expert. But uh, I'll, I'll see uh, see what else he can uh, look into the, his crystal ball and and figure out maybe next week, huh? But anyway, uh, fun interview with Bill Barnes as always here on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Uh, first off, a couple things. Uh, you know, you have to be able to laugh at yourself at times. If if you can't laugh at yourself, um, you know, who, other people might laugh at you, but it, you know, you you can't. You can't take it too serious. You got to be able to not take yourself too seriously, right? So I want to let you guys know that I was um, I was scrolling through social media. You know, speaking of kind of the vaccine here with Bill, and scrolling through social media, and I, you know, I'm seeing all these different pictures, and I saw a few pictures of friends or, or parents of friends or something, and and I was kind of you know half asleep as I'm scrolling, and I saw these older people like getting, I don't know, their arm out. And it, it looked to me like they were getting tattoos. 
And I thought to myself, man, that's kind of an interesting age to get tattoo, eh, whatever, you know, to each his own. And then it took me about 20 seconds and I realized, oh, these are photos of them getting the vaccine, sticking a vaccination needle in their arm, not just a tattoo needle. So that was my blonde moment. I don't have much hair left, but but uh, the little that is up there is is blonde. So uh, I, I just kind of chuckled. I said, "You know what? I'm, uh, it's pretty embarrassing, but I'm not too ashamed to uh, to share that with the the listeners here." So I thought I'd <laughs> share that with you guys. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about uh, college basketball um, on Monday in the Elite Eight. It was Oregon State who their magical run ended. They lost to the two-seed Houston, 67-61. Oregon State was right there, man. They were right there. Just couldn't quite get it done. Uh, Missed some, I thought, some buckets that they absolutely needed late in the game and just couldn't quite get it it to uh, interesting status, right? It seemed like um, there was a a cover on their basket or something. I don't know, but Houston is a talented uh, bunch of guys. Now twenty-eight and three on the season, they advance to uh, their first Final Four since nineteen eighty-four. Um, Houston led the games by seventeen points, but held off the Beavers, who uh, did not go quietly. They just ran out of gas, I think, literally. And uh, great, great, great run for the Beavers. Congrats to them. Houston advances to the Final Four in the other region, the South region. It was Baylor who defeated Arkansas eighty-one to seventy-two. And this is Baylor's first Final Four since 1950. 1950, pretty wild, man. That is uh, that is crazy. Like that, 70 years. I would th- I would have thought Baylor had been there one one time or another. Anyway, congrats to the Baylor Bears. Uh, big news there with them them advancing, and and they will face Houston in an all Texas uh, Final Four matchup on Saturday. You know, Baylor's 26 and two, so two. What is that? Five losses between the two teams uh, this Saturday. Number one, Baylor and uh, the number, what were they? Number two seeded Houston Cougars out of the out of the uh, Midwest region. So I'm curious here. I know those two schools aren't too far apart um, because I've actually driven through Baylor, through Waco. And I'm curious here as to how far each of those schools are apart. Let's see. Roughly, they are 180 miles. 180 miles from Waco to Houston. Uh, less than three-hour drive. Um, that's pretty cool that they get to play each other in the in the final four. Uh, you know, the state of Texas will be watching, and I'm and I think it's funny that the University of Texas is uh, is on the outside looking in. Two two better basketball programs there in the state in Baylor in Houston, Arkansas. They they were tough. They they gave their best effort but uh, just could not quite get it done uh, on Monday night. It was uh, th- it was definitely a night for Baylor, and they advanced to their first Final Four since 1950. Pretty awesome stuff. Okay, we go to Tuesday now. Uh, Tuesday had two, two uh, games that I think fans here in Los Angeles really uh, had their eye on. Uh, USC versus Gonzaga in the early game, followed up by Michigan-UCLA. Um, USC, I got to say this off the bat, you know, I was watching them and pulling for them and, and I have nothing but respect for Gonzaga and, and Gonzaga is hands down the number one team in the country. They look, they're, they're undefeated. They're just so balanced. They got everything. They, they got athleticism. They got physicality. They got, they got bigs. They got guard play. They got great coaching. 
uh, experience, young guys. I mean, they got every, they got it all. And USC is a talented group of guys. You know, Andy Enfield's a good coach. Pac-12, right? You you should have some. Uh, they, I mean, SC has some some real NBA guys on their roster. Evan Mobley's probably going to go in the top five, top three, maybe. But what I saw from the Trojans, man, out of the gate, I think they turned the ball over three times before they even took a shot. They were not ready to play. They they just weren't. They looked like they had no idea what hit them. And again, that's not taking anything away from Gonzaga. Gonzaga's unbelievable. I was thoroughly impressed with the Bulldogs on uh, Thursday. Or excuse me, Tuesday. The Zags looked amazing. And I thought there were there were some people who were saying, well, SC's pretty talented. They've blown out all these teams in the tournament. There were people who thought maybe there was a, there was a concern that the Trojans might be able to play with Gonzaga. Well, Gonzaga put that theory to bed real quick. And what impressed me about their performance is the fact that SC was is such a team built on like getting to the rim, right? They're not a big three-point shooting team. They all are all about getting to the basket, penetration. And I thought the Zag defense was great. They were scrappy. Their, their hands, their feet were, were unbelievable. SC looked incredibly soft. They looked soft, like they had never been bumped before or, or the basketball was too big or something. I don't know. It was, it was just Gonzaga did everything right. The first five minutes of that game, that's, that's when it was decided. USC turning the ball over uh, at, at just at a ridiculous pace. And I was saying, USC is all about getting to the basket, right? They couldn't get to the basket. They missed more shots in the paint, I thought, than uh, they they should have, obviously. Then they, they could not put the ball in the hoop. And then on the other end of the floor, I've never seen a team with the length of USC and how big and athletic they were how many layups they gave up just Gonzaga was like, like a layup line and keep in mind Gonzaga or excuse SC was playing pretty much his own defense there the first few minutes. And usually in the zone, you, you squeeze the paint, right? You're not, you're, you're not giving up a ton of points inside. Well, Gonzaga looked like they were having no issue with that. So Gonzaga executed, Everything it seemed like they were playing harder. I don't want to, you know, call guys out for not playing hard in a, you know, an elite eight game or anything. But USC was just not ready. They were not ready for that stage. I don't know. I thought, you know, with a win like over Kansas and Oregon, those are those are top programs, and they really blew them out and took it to them. I thought they would have a little swagger going in against Gonzaga, but Gonzaga just punched him in the in the mouth right away. So. Trojans, uh, you know, with college basketball being what it is, you lose guys after one year or two. Uh, that's why I like the combination, really, of Gonzaga. They got some young, talented guys, but they also got guys who've been around in the program, right, can can establish leadership. And, uh, of course, Mark Few, their head coach, is the best in the business. I really do think after watching that game on Tuesday that uh, it is Gonzaga's year. I do think they – they uh, continue all the way and uh, go undefeated much like bill barnes said in our interview which you will hear i want to give him all the credit because he said it before i did i thought sc had a real chance against gonzaga i was wrong bill was right so uh gonzaga is no joke you can say all you want about how they play in the west coast conference they don't play a strong enough schedule yada 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 uh they took it to 
a pretty talented USC team. Very athletic, very long. Uh, USC had been explosive for their three tournament wins, and they looked like their feet were in cement against Gonzaga the first five, 10 minutes of that game, and it was over from there. Disappointing way for the uh, Trojans season to end. Okay, going to the UCLA-Michigan game. Wow, what a game this was. And you know what? Some people are be like, oh, man, no one can make a basket. It was so low scoring. I love that. I love when points are at a premium. I wish there were more games like that instead of all this high-flying, uh, you know, Everyone scores 100 points. Everyone scores, uh, you got four or five guys scoring, you know, 30 points, 20 points, whatever. No, I like a, an in your face, uh, gritty. Every basket is uh, seems bigger just because there's not that many of them. And UCLA played a real tough game on Tuesday night. Um, got to hand it to the Bruins and Mick Cronin. Mick Cronin taking the 11 seed UCLA Bruins, not just with four tournament wins. Count them again, five tournament wins. Remember, way back, uh, what was that, March 18th, I believe? UCLA had to play a play-in game. UCLA played in the first four, defeating Michigan State in overtime. Think about that night and how they they barely got through that game against a tough opponent and then have just rattled off uh, four other wins on top of that one. So... Taking down uh, the Michigan Wolverines, fifty-one to forty-nine, uh, they led twenty-seven twenty-three at half. Just a low-scoring game, my kind of game, man. It was physical, just really fun to watch. And Michigan got two really good looks at the end there, uh, a three that would have won it, and then uh, another shot. I think the other one was a was it a three also? Yeah, it was. I think another one was a three. So they got two great looks that would have won the game. Once with about six seconds left and another one with, I think, 0.5 seconds left. And um, Juwan Howard, I think he's he's going to take that program to new heights. I think he's done a great job. He's still learning how to, I think, be a head coach at the college level. I, I mean, I don't know any, I don't know anything. What do I know, right? But it's just, just a, a take I have. And... Um, I think he's going to be really good. That team's going to be really good. So keep your eye on Michigan. I know a tough loss for the uh, the Wolverines. They they don't have football. Uh, they're, they're they're no good in football. They uh, their baseball team's not bad. Played in the uh, College World Series, uh, you know, I think two years ago. But uh, basketball, they had really kind of had this, you know, pretty consistent tradition. And oh man, to be so close as a number one seed, Michigan falls to the Bruins, fifty one forty nine. I know a lot of Bruin fans listen to this show. And uh, are very thrilled this time of year when there. Let's be honest, there is some UCLA Bruin magic. There, there is. There, there. You've seen them uh, win some games in the tournament when they were coached by you know Steve Lavin, Ben Hallen. Obviously, had some great teams uh, w- where they had some great runs here and got to the Final Four. There is some magic in UCLA basketball. They got a huge test on Saturday against Gonzaga. But who knows? Maybe, just maybe, there's a little bit of Bruin magic left. I, after watching what Gonzaga did to, to USC, I, I, I think it's a tall task. I don't think, I don't think UCLA is going to hold Gonzaga to 49 points. Uh, 
but you never know. You know, it, what was it? 2007, I think. Gonzaga and UCLA played in the Sweet 16. The Adam Morrison game. 06. 2006. And uh, UCLA scored the final 11 points in a stunning comeback over Gonzaga that left Adam Morrison there on on the ground crying. That was still one of the best basketball games I've ever seen. Uh, one of my most memorable ones anyway. And I'm sure that's probably in the back of the heads of Gonzaga fans, the Gonzaga head coach, Mark Few, not, not as a negative way, but a, in a positive way. I guarantee you they're licking their chops thinking, okay, they're going to, they're not taking the Bruins lightly this time. They want UCLA, right? Because UCLA hasn't been the program that it once was with John Wooden and all the titles and this and that. But still, they are kind of, their name at least is a Goliath in uh, college basketball. They are one of the uh, blue bloods, we'll say. And, you know, when you don't have Kentucky or, or Duke in the tournament, um, you kind of look for some familiar names. And uh, the UCLA Bruins back in the Final Four, congrats to them, congrats to their fans. Mick Cronin has... Uh, has uh, put on quite a show here in his early days in Westwood. So uh, we shall see. The Gonzaga-UCLA game is the end, uh, or should say the end, the second game on Saturday. So prime time, I think around 5.30 our time. So get your popcorn. Hopefully it's a good weekend of basketball. We got uh, one semifinal is uh, two teams from Texas. The other two semifinal is, uh, the other semifinal is two teams from the West Coast. Um, so a lot of, reasons to watch and i'm very much excited about it i hope i get a chance to uh, glance at my phone from time to time here while i'm working on saturday but it should be a couple of really good basketball games i think if, as you look at it you knew gonzaga would be there you knew houston and baylor would probably be there ucla has surprised a lot of people right being a a team who's played in the first four and now is is in the final four i think vcu is the only other team to do that i believe i could be wrong um so a little bit of little bit of everything. We got a little bit of everything in this tournament, and I think in looking at the final four, we got uh, definitely some more drama, hopefully to be had, some more madness, right? Some more mayhem. That's what we want, right? We want some madness, some mayhem, and to uh, finish off this uh, NCAA tournament right after after it being gone for a year, man, it sure has delivered. There's been some amazing moments, and uh, the, just just one of the best times of the year. So looking forward to the final four this weekend. Okay. Bill Barnes, I don't know if I put you to sleep with my 18 minutes of uh, rambling here, but it's time for you now. It's time for you. I know you're itching. You're waiting for the spotlight. Bill's like, let's go. Let's go. This is my day, right? This, this is for me. My day. Okay, Bill, it is your day. Settle down. I appreciate you coming over after getting vaccinated. I know your listeners are worried about you. We, they, we hope you don't turn into a zombie or anything. We're going to keep our eye on you, and it's going to be fun to record with you next week after seeing if you're a uh, still functioning as, as the, uh, the one and only Bill Barnes. So anyway, let's step aside. I will step aside anyway, and let you guys hear uh, a wonderful, fun, uh, always dramatic interview <laughs> with Bill Barnes. It's Wednesday. It's Bill's day. Here he is. Hope you guys enjoy it. Mm-hmm. 
It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. The retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire joins us every week for very strong opinions and very random thoughts. Once again, here is the one and only Bill Barnes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Bill Barnes. He's literally just walking into the studio here. He's got a little pep in his step. He's sitting down. We haven't rehearsed anything. He's sitting down. He's ready to rock and roll. William Barnes, welcome back to Eastvale. I'm fresh off the Ontario Convention Center floor where I had my first COVID shot about a half hour ago. So if I start speaking Chinese or Russian, we'll all know why. We had to We had to record this like instant, right, to get the instant... Uh, uh, reaction to your reaction to the, how you feeling, man? I feel well so far. I feel fine. Yeah. Very slight needle prick. Um, it was a very smooth operation. I was there a total of about 40 minutes from the time I parked, went through the cattle, cattle line, <laughs> got the, got the, uh, got the stick sat for 15 minutes. I am already, uh, in line for my second shot on April 20th, 420. 10:30 in the morning. So good luck. Yeah, we'll we'll do we'll we'll uh, we'll do the national uh, we'll do a national pot uh, uh, deal right after. I'll smoke some weed and make me feel better when I'm done with the uh, with the next uh, yeah with the next stick. Yeah. yeah. Wow, very cool. Now, Bill, uh, I think I can't, a few questions. First of all, um, how how did well, we we heard that Margie, or one of our great listeners, helped you out with this. How did you? Well, here's what happened. Margie was was absolutely outstanding enough. Tell me out. And it was supposed to be Saturday, last Saturday. However, uh, work took uh, precedence, uh, kind of a uh, exigent situation occurred where I had to work. I did not make that appointment. So I uh, went back into the computer myself mm-hmm. and uh, was able to, to snag this appointment today uh, at uh, the convention center. And before I left the floor of the convention center, I was already given an appointment for the 20th at uh, 1030 in the morning, which is a Tuesday. And I was told that I am now 80% uh, effective rate on the first shot. And then it'll up to 90 after the second shot. Okay. Interesting. And what was the, what was the atmosphere like? Was it a lot of nervous people? Was it people trying to get in the club? Uh, Was it, what was it like? Not at all. Uh, It was very calm, very sedate. People walked through. A guy in front of me, what they get, they do a temperature check uh, as you enter. The guy in front of me was put on uh, put in dry dock for about fifteen minutes because I guess he was running a little hot, mm-hmm. but he was able to get back in. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, uh, wish you wish you the best. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, people say I'm not going to take it. I don't trust it. Well, shit. You know what? I breathed California air for sixty one <laughs> years. I drank out of a hose. I rode in the back of a pickup. Um, you know, I, 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 I've eaten shit my whole life, drank enough to, you know, <laughs> to basically, uh, kill anything. So just one more thing. Yeah. Well, what's a little shot of, uh, glucose and, uh, <laughs> chopped up, um, you know, um, nitroglycerin going to do? Well, I know you told me, you know, but I want to ask you because it is becoming more of a, a theme out there that there are people who've had COVID who are, uh, you know, taking the vaccine. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on the fact that you've already had COVID yet you're taking the vaccine? Well, also? I don't want to get it again because who knows how long that, that yeah. uh, immunity will last. And B, I hear there's these variants out there mm-hmm. that unless you have the, the uh, vaccine, these, these variants, you may not be covered. Yeah. And what I, in my line of work, I'm around people way too much. 
I'm in close proximity with them. I touch things. I'm not the best. I mean, I clean myself, obviously, <laughs> but I'm not the best at washing hands all yeah. the time. And uh, so with that in mind, I'm going to default to uh, better living through modern chemistry yeah and go ahead and take yeah. the needle no i hear you and you know what you this is not a slam on you but yeah you're, you're a little older now so you never know it's to uh, take yes. care of yourself what but what do you make of like fauci saying well if you take the vaccine you should still wear a mask i mean if, if you the, know what here's the deal what I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be real honest with you uh i very rarely wear the mask mm -hmm. i'll carry it with me and if there, i get around people and i'll put it on just to you know because i don't want somebody you know, shutting and yelling at me. Mask shame. But yeah. here's the thing. I think that's overkill on his part. And I think when we reach the quote herd immunity, we should take these masks and burn them. Oh, have a big okay. bonfire. That'd be awesome. Um, I gotta tell you, man, after my second shot two weeks later, which would be about May 5th or 6th, uh, I'm I'm hoping at that time, even by then, there's gonna be less stress on these things well, well my take is always with masks it's like they do they work or do they not like you if, if they work you should be able to go visit a loved one in a hospital right or it, you know the fact that you have to wear them after a vaccine it's like well does this vaccine work or not i know well, it's not a hundred but do doctors especially a guy like fauci who hasn't you know taken someone's temperature in about 50 years or worn a stethoscope probably in that long mm -hmm. they're going to always overestimate things such as like, how many times have you gone to the doctor and they've said, oh, you got the flu. You need to stay home for about a week to 10 days. In three days, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And you're ready to get up and rock and roll. Mm -hmm. So they always give you the over uh, long haul estimate of how long your ailment's going to be. Yeah. So with that being said, you know, read between the lines and live your fucking life. Amen. Amen to that. Well, Bill, a few questions, of course. Questions. I love it. You know, we we, gotta... you know what? I I, I knew not, I did not know anything about what was going to happen today, and I'm ready. Well, I didn't want to prep you too much because who knows? The inject the injection could have just uh, you know scrambled your brain and everything. Well, so. it's scrambled enough, but we'll yeah. see what we can do. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's funny that we get the same, same listeners calling in, but I love it. Hey, just like any radio show, uh, Todd Carson has a question for Bill. He says, Bill, which is, has the greater, more intense politics, uh, police work or college baseball officiating, you know, the <laughs> politics behind the scenes and everything, um, which one was worse? Well, they're both bad. They're both really <laughs> horseshit, but I will say this when I was a cop, that was my livelihood. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you had to pay a lot more of attention and play the game a little more and be yes or no, sir, uh, to the politics of that world, you know, some type of bullshit, uh, uh, <laughs> policy would come out, you know, such as you can't chew gum in your police car or you can't, you know, do this. And we think that's bullshit. You know, what, what, who, because somebody because somebody's gum got on the, the floorboards of the car and some, you know, jackass lieutenant got in the car and got gum on his feet. Now, all of a sudden he's writing a, he's writing a policy. No, no bubble gum in the uh, police car, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, but you pretty much had to, you know, you know, do the old uh, stick your tongue out and ask for another spoonful of shit when that particular situation arose. And in college baseball. Um, it's your avocation, not your vocation. You're usually working, you know, as working like I did as a secondary income and you can live, live without it or live with it. And it was a lot more easy to just say, fuck you. 
and just do whatever you wanted to do anyway. Would you compare it uh, to maybe being married versus dating? That's what it sounds like. Kind of, you're saying the comparison to police work was your marriage, kind of, and yeah, dating yeah. was college baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I had a lot of bad dates in college baseball, <laughs> and I had a rocky road marriage and in, in, in the in the police job. So they're both ridiculous and stupid. And you've got to, as as people promote higher in 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 jobs, they be they lose their brain cells. They they lose their minds and they forget where they came from. Yeah. And for, you know, 99 times out of 100, they become uh, completely politically aligned to the person that is promising them promotions. And they, you know, and, and not to um, reveal the dirt that they have on them. Mm. So they do it for political reasons. And then all of a sudden, abracadabra magic, <laughs> when these captains, deputy chiefs, chiefs retire, they want to be your friend again. <laughs> you know, they want to come over and, 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 and play grab ass and drink beer and get drunk with you. Well, you know what? Fuck you. Where were you when I was working? Yeah. When you were shoving up the, shoving these stupid memos up my ass about, you know, uh, squaring my corners as I marched. And now all of a sudden you want to come be my friend. Well, yeah, no, thanks. No. Yeah, remember absolutely yeah that's that's interesting good question though todd Thanks great for, question because he, he's been listening and he's like well you know i thought i thought you know he because he hears when you talk about the lack of brotherhood and everything oh yeah and, that know, that's gone yeah, yeah it's, it's a most it's a very 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 dysfunctional family yeah. <laughs> uh coach tarico sent this in and i think bill this is a great subject and topic that we can spend a whole show on he mentioned something about one of my favorite nfl players london fletcher who as a middle linebacker never missed a game in 16 years and is number two all time in tackles in the NFL. That's someone who's not in the hall of fame. Uh, will, will there's a guy who packed his lunchbox and went to work every day. Yeah. Outstanding. What, what a concept, right? Yeah. Uh, will, will ask, uh, who are some other notable names, not in the hall of fame? It doesn't have to be football. You're a big baseball guy. I mean, who are some names that you would like to see in the hall of fame that, who maybe haven't been called yet? Mm. Boy, that's a great question, right? Great question. You know, <laughs> I think uh, Steve Garvey. Not in the hall. Not in the hall. Really? See, that's the thing. You say some of these names, and yeah. you'd be like, oh, they're not Steve in the hall. Garvey, and I'll tell you why. Take away the fact that he's kind of a, you know, uh, he dyes his hair still at age 68, <laughs> and he's a pretty boy, and, you know, he's fathered more <clears throat> more children than uh, and Angolan uh, uh, King. The, 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 the problem is, is that Steve was a durable day-in, day-out ball player. Yeah. Okay. He was solid. Now, when defensively, an absolute liability before he moved to first base. At, <laughs> at first base, for a guy five foot ten, he could scoop him out, dig him. He was good. Clutch hitter, clutch hitter. He was your your perennial, everyday baseball player for the Dodgers. And I think Steve Garvey, uh, that's a remiss on their part. Um, <clears throat> who else? Oh Lord! Uh, Did you have a favorite player growing up when you were a kid that you were, and, and then now that's kind of me with the, the London Fletcher thing, and then um, anybody that stood out. I mean, you, you love Joe well, Namath; he's in the Hall of Fame. Right? Yeah, and, I love Joe for other reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like, you know, I think that um, I had a favorite as a as a youngster, about 10, 11 years old. Uh, you know, we lived in in uh, Corona, then Riverside, and it was an easy, easy drive down to Anaheim. 
when the Angels played in Angel Stadium when the place first opened up, there was just like now with the pandemic, they're only going to allow nine thousand people. Well, in those days, you went to a game Saturday night in Anaheim, and <laughs> you um, you there was maybe four or five thousand people. Wow! And you could get down close and ask for autographs before the game. And my favorite all time was a shortstop named Jim Fragosi, who was hit for power, great shortstop, um, <clears throat> you know, just a stud angel. And Mr. Angel for the time, he was Gene Autry's favorite player ever. Um, he came, he retired from baseball. He was playing with the Pirates in, I think, 1979, retired and mid-season and became the manager of the Angels <laughs> with wow. very little, um, you know, uh, management experience and led him to the uh, uh, Western division uh, conference in 79. He came in mid season, I believe in 78. Okay. And took over. And um, <clears throat> I liked him. I liked, um, I was Jay Johnstone was a favorite of mine. I like I liked the, the late great Jay Johnstone. I liked I liked the guys that were like me that, that that were scrappy and had to work their ass off to get playing time. Yeah, yeah, those were always my kind of. I was you not know? a big superstar kind no, of guy. No, uh, fan. I fan. liked those kind of guys. Um, I liked uh, the 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 part time guys that would have to just like I say go in there and 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 uh, pound it and 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 you know make and grind every day. Well, there's something to be said, like you said, the lunch pot, the lunch pail carrying mm-hmm. kind of guys that show up. Every, I know it's called the Hall of Fame, but um, there are guys that you know, really did make the game go. And, you know, without the Hall of Fame topic and who's in, who's out, you can't not kind of talk about, you know, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and, of course, um, uh, Pete Pete, uh, Pete Rose. Pete Rose. So, I mean. What- I, I, I like Bonds, Clemens, <clears throat> Raphael Palmero. I like those guys to go in before Pete. Okay. I'll and be you, real honest you with you. You just think because of the, the – let, let's be honest. They more than likely use steroids or they did whatever. The f- Absolutely. Your thought is everyone was doing it at the time. And there was absolutely no clause then that it was illegal in baseball to do it. But there was with gambling. Yes. They posted on every wall in every clubhouse. Yes. Visitors, locker room, home locker room, the umpire's locker room, the freaking probably the groundskeeper locker room. The parking attendants. Yeah. I mean, everywhere. I mean, you didn't. And, and, And Pete says he never bet. To lose. Well, I call bullshit on that because there were several times that when you look back, he had key matchups where um, you had lefty versus lefty. You had Dave Parker in the lineup who couldn't hit a lefty for shit. And you had a stud right hander on the bat. I mean, there's there was just too many discrepancies to buy that. Well, it's interesting because. You know, the, the argument is, well, it's a Hall of Fame. It should be about your on-field achievements. There's a lot of guys in the Hall who've had, uh, the, you know, not-so-stellar off-the-field lives. And you know what? I understand that. But when you completely go against policy openly and just – I mean, he denied it for years too. I don't think that helps his cause by any means. So it's an interesting subject. <clears throat> no, no. And he said that if if Bart Giamatti was, would have lived – and not died so suddenly, he was going to reinstate him. Well, that's like saying that, uh, yeah. you know, Richard Nixon, if he'd have stayed president, was going to give everybody a million dollar check. You know, <laughs> uh, you just don't know that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's always an interesting uh, 
uh, subject. And guys out there listening, if you have some people that uh, players that are like, hey, this guy should be in the Hall of Fame, or you want me and Bill's thoughts on it, by all means, it's a good subject. I thank you, Will. Really good subject. And uh, yes, yeah, that would have been one if you'd have prepped me. I'd, I'd have come up with more names. <laughs> well, okay, hey, you know, but you know, the, off the top of my head, you know, I like again, and and, me, and I, I certainly don't think Jay Johnstone's Hall of Fame worthy, but those kind of guys were were fans. I was fans of. Mm-hmm. You know, well, well, there's always an argument that you people in the Hall of Fame are names that you can't tell the game, you can't tell the story of that sport without their names in it. Right. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I think the game's doing just fine. So great subject. Send us in. Bill, I'm sure we'll come up with uh, some throughout the week, too, that we can touch on next week. Yeah, like I don't have anything else to do. Yeah, okay, yeah. You're sitting around uh, okay, sure. visualizing your your uh, tranquilizers. Yeah. Uh, okay, Nick Gonzalez, who, speaking of the vaccine, is a, you know, guy who's distrib- help, the, the one that was helping distribute the uh, vaccine. God help. bless you, Nick. You're yeah. doing a great job. You, you, you brought this thing from uh, – from dog shit to above average. I love it. <laughs> oh, hey, Matt. It's Nick Gonzalez. Question for you and Bill Barnes. What are some of the things on your bucket list? Um, it, it could be – I always think a bucket list is like sports-related, places I want to go. Uh, Bill, you're someone who I believe has been to a World Series game. You have- Yes, I've been to uh, three uh, – let's see, three, four, five of them. Five World Series yes. games. Wow. I would love to go to one. Yes. Um, I've been to the College World Series. I, I would love to go. Speaking of uh, this weekend, I'd love to go to a Final Four, uh, you know, the 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 two and the two semifinals and the final uh, in college basketball. I've never been to the Rose Bowl. That's still a dream of mine. I want to go to a Rose Bowl game. I've been to the Rose Bowl itself. Um, but Bill, what are what are some of the I, I know you're not as into attending sports anymore, but I mean, there's got to be a, an item or two that you'd like to go see and witness a game or travel. And it doesn't have to be sports. What do you think? Well, um, I wouldn't mind going to a Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. Um, I would not. That's I'm not saying that's off the top, but a super as far as sports go, um, a Super Bowl would be great. I have no interest in going to an in, in NBA championship game. Um, Final Four. Yeah. Yeah. If I was if I was you know, if that came up, yeah, I'd go. <clears throat> as far as a bucket list of things that I would love to go to Wrigley Fe- or not Wrigley, um, I've been there, uh, the uh, Fenway. Fenway. Love to go to Fenway. I've uh, been to Yankee Stadium, the old one. I haven't been to the new one. Um, let's see. Been to a lot of ba- baseball parks throughout the country, uh, but, but obviously um, Fenway would be the number one that I have not been to. And that's probably number one on my sports attendee bucket list. As far as travel, I would love to go to either Australia or New Zealand when it's winter here and summer there. Really? Why is that? Yes. Just Why because there? just a uh, different. Yeah. 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 I understand that, that it's nice down there and it's, you know, pretty friendly and, and uh, you know, it's a great place to go. I've been to, you know, all places, a lot of places in Mexico, I've been to Hawaii, um, Europe, I have really no interest in going to really. Yeah. I don't want to have to struggle to order dinner. Um, <laughs> cause I don't know any of those languages. Um, <clears throat> let's see, Alaska, cold weather places. I've been to Canada, dog shit. Uh, I don't want to go any further North of, uh, probably, uh, Bakersfield to be honest with you. Um, because it gets colder as you go. I go to, you know, I go to the Bay area two, three times a, a, a month. Yeah you know, and experience that whole, uh, you know, plethora of uh, things. 
Let's see. Uh, I've been to like the Caribbean. You've been on a cruise. I've been before, to the Caribbean. Yes, I've been to Florida, South Florida. I've been to Texas, all over Texas. Um, you know, I I would love to go back. I, I I've been to Colombia for about ten seconds. I stepped off an airplane and handed something to someone and got back on and left. <laughs> but I'd love to go there for longer than ten minutes and actually get my passport stamped and spend some time there. Love to go to you know South America, some of those places because of the women. Well, you said it, not me. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Colombian women are the most beautiful women on the face of the earth. Okay. Now there's a particular weekend weather girl on one of the channels. And I'm not going to tell her, I'm not going to say her name because people are going to say, I'm, I, if, if someone be, starts stalking her, everybody's going to say it's me. So I'm not going to say her name, but to those out, out there, do your homework. She's tall. She's slender. She's, you can tell she's bleached her hair a little bit blonde. She works for, uh, I believe it's channel. Uh, <laughs> is it channel 11? I don't, you know, I didn't know the channel because I'm not looking at the, uh, uh, the number when I look at her, but <laughs> anyway, she's a weekend weather lady. She's got a unique first name. She is Colombian. And I would probably, probably, um, you know, push some people over in line to get to the front of the line with her. <laughs> I'll just put it, leave it that way. Okay. So she's the epitome of the hot Colombian woman. Okay. And and near the top of the Bill Barnes bucket list, perhaps. <laughs> okay. If she came knocking at my door and needed a place to stay and wanted to move in and become, uh, you know, I would probably not only make room for her, I would never fuck around the rest of my life. Okay. <laughs> I would be completely subservient to whatever she wanted when she wanted how she wanted it if she wanted me to cook clean do the dishes wash your car wow i'm her man yeah <laughs> that's very high praise going from you wow okay i i guess i gotta watch the news more uh okay great stuff yeah nick gonzalez appreciate those see all of our listeners out there now googling weather girls weather, on weekends columbia weather girl uh, uh, weather for girl. you know the uh, la area no i, I i'm i'm I, I like certain things as far as uh travel goes and like going to rant like i want to i want to see a a high school football game in Texas. I want to see what, what that's all about. I've heard, you know, it's a big deal. Um, there's certain college football games. I, I do want to see army versus Navy one day. Uh, it'd be a little chilly, but I do want to see that. Um, I want to see a real Hondo uh, prep football game in person when things get back to normal. Have I told you the news bill after the cancellation, guess what's back on, on April 1st, this Thursday mm -hmm. at the Rose Bowl. Okay. It's probably our show. It was probably us bashing these people. I agree. That put this thing back on the map. Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, it, okay. I'm glad. I, I, I deserve an honorary uh, doctorate from Rio Hondo. You know how from from for for putting putting the bug in Pasadena Polly's ear to get off their dead ass and reschedule this thing. Yeah. Okay. Much, remember, like uh, Trump helped bring back college football. Yes. Bill Barnes yes. bringing back the real Hondo yes. prep Polly game. That's that's a notch in my in my. Uh, <laughs> in my uh, level of achievements uh, throughout my life. And I'm happy to do it Thursday at the Rose bowl, seven 30 online. You can watch it online. Um, so be sure to tune in. All right. Way to go, Bill. Look at yep. you just doing the Lord's work. Absolutely. All the time, man. Uh, outstanding stuff. So the one more thing from Nick and we will, we will make that real Hondo game happen, Bill. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't, we'll work on the doctorate too. Uh, but for the last thing Nick Gonzalez said, and I thought this was a, another good topic. He says, uh, one of my pet peeves is when people don't return their shopping carts. Random, I know, 
you know, he th- he says attaches a link debating whether returning a shopping cart is a determination of a person's moral character. So it got me thinking what other things like return your shopping carts to the uh, the cart rack. Uh, do we fail on, do we come up short on in society, Bill? I'm sure there, I mean, I see people litter all the time. I'm like, there's a trash can right up there. Throw in the trash can. But return, are you a return your shopping cart kind of guy? I, I return it to the, to, yeah, if I'm in the parking lot, I make sure that I take it and I put it in the, in that, uh, in the holder there. Yeah. In the lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I just don't leave it around. No, no. no. It's going to hit somebody's car. And, no, you know. yeah, no, I, I do that. Because yeah. I, I like to throw it in there and make a big crash with the other ones. <laughs> I used to ride my, I still do ride it a little bit as a kid, like yeah. jump on there. Nick, you need to get out more, pal. You need to, <laughs> you need to like come up with a better, uh, uh, there's a lot more fish out there to fry than hey, that. Hey, he's, but I like it though. That's, that's a start. It's, it's a start. It's a start man. man, he's putting together the vaccine. I mean, come on. Okay. It's yeah. uh, no, you're telling me, Bill, you're someone who's always pissed off. There's nothing people do, do, do that they're supposed to do that they don't do. And the anger you you're just like, why, why can't you just do what you're supposed okay. to do? Okay. Going 65 in the carpool lane <laughs> and you got a you, and you, and you've got a, a, a conga line behind you of 35 cars and you will not get the fuck over. That drives me nuts. Yes. That I want to go around him and I get up next to him and I flip him the bird and I scream at him and they just look at me like, what am I doing wrong? What I do. Yeah. What I do. Uh, that pisses me off. Mm, that is really, good. that pisses me off. How about uh, people speaking of grocery stores, the grocery store line. It, it's like, it's like some people have never been in a grocery store line before. They're like, Oh, how does this work? Uh, wait, what do you need? You need what for me? It's like, be ready with things. Like be, be, be red lights. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. People sitting at a red light, it turns green and they sit there for five, six seconds. I'm like, you are not sitting, waiting, anticipating driving. I, I can't tell you how angry I get when people are just, Oh, the yeah. lights, any green. type of, any type of driving violation to make things slower irritates me. Yeah. I'd rather a guy be going 90 miles an hour and just stand the fuck out of my way. I'm good with that. Except it when two guys driving Dodge chargers are racing and putting people's lives in danger because I see that constantly day in, day out. People that drive Dodge Chargers should be strung up on a pole and beaten severely. Okay. <laughs> and then we'll see how fast they want to drive their car. I agree okay? with when their legs broke. There's my, my theory is on people like that. They have, they, they are trying to serve their masculinity in other ways because they lack drastically in other ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got your good, pretty car. Great. Drive it responsibly. Don't be a dickhead. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you there. Um, well, thank you, Nick. Thank you. Will. Thank you, Nick. Thank good, you, Todd. Good great stuff. questions, guys. Yeah. Got keep, me thinking here. Keep them coming. Yeah. Come on. Anything to make, uh, you know, push Bill's buttons. We love it. Um, Bill, uh, we're going to take a break here in a, in a couple of minutes, but we, I do want to talk about something that came up uh, last week. There was a, I know you're not a big hockey guy. However, you do love uh, an NHL referee, Wes McCauley. I mean, you love are the, love the banner, man. I love to hear him on my, and I know where you're going with this. And, and, and I'm really pissed off that the NHL, because they don't understand how to run a game and game management. That was a game management choice. Yeah. That was a game management. How many times have I said, I'm going to go out and get strikes early. Yeah. How many times have I said, uh, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to set the tone here and we're going to go out and get strikes. Should I be fired for that? No, and and neither should that NHL referee. The the, the NHL referee in question was mic'd up during a game, and uh, there was a penalty called. 
And uh, he was caught on the mic saying, quote, it wasn't much, but I wanted to get a penalty against Nashville early in the first period or whatever it was. So Absolutely. Um, and, and it was a hot mic. And evidently the some of the, the broadcasters heard it. Yeah. And then the, the producer, I guess, cut it off at that time. But it's it's as if the society and the media is going after the NHL and this official because he said something along the lines of, well, I want this team to win, so I had to call penalties against them. He didn't them. say that. That's not what he said. That's not what he said. Yeah. He said, I, I was looking to get a penalty. You know, sometimes you do go in, you, you try with a clean slate. How many times do you think an NFL referee back in the 70s, 80s, and even 90s said, I'm going to get a Raider defensive back early for a cheap shot? Mm-hmm. You got to set the tone. Setting time. the tone. Yeah. Okay, it's game management. We're not going to have is not saying, I hate the Raiders and I don't want them to win. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go out and we're going to we're going to address problems early. You know what? You know what's funny is is everyone wants officials I, to be I can't but now who has Nasso come out and condemn those fuckers for that? I I don't believe so. Okay, Barry Mano, get off your lazy dead fucking uh publishing ass. Get up and 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 condemn that. You know, you are the editor of the biggest referee magazine in the country, okay? And you need to address that. Not about you know, high school umpires in in Kenosha, Wisconsin, not getting their fucking box lunch yeah. during a game. Okay. <laughs> stand up and condemn that. Absolutely. Take a stand. The NASA's the national. I'm calling out Barry Mano, Mano. right now. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I met, yeah, exactly. I met Barry Mano all the time or two. Uh, okay. Yeah. Don't be a Barry Manilo. Be Barry Mano. <laughs> <laughs> NASA is the national association of sports officials for those who don't know. But yes, that, I think the NHL basically firing Tim Peel, the NHL official for, for his comments that are set on the ice. I got news for you. There's a lot of things set on the ice. I'm sure that uh, are probably a lot more severe than that. If I'm an NFL referee now and you try to give me a microphone, I'm going to break the goddamn thing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It, it broke. Yeah. What is this benefiting? All this is doing is putting me in jeopardy for me to be mic'd up. And don't people want officials to be real and not be robot, not be robots. A guy gives an- everybody does, but they're bosses. Yeah. Guy gives an, uh, an honest, assessment of a play he saw and you're going to bury him for it. Joe West grabbed a guy by the, by the lapels and threw him in a dugout. Did he get fired? Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's just ridiculous. Uh, and, and I, we got, we got uh, a lot more to say on this subject, but uh, let's take a quick breather, get some more coffee bill, and then we'll come back strong. So Bill, kind of sticking with that subject about, you know, officials saying things on the field, I got to ask you, and again, putting you on the spot here, what have been, have there been, now that you're done officiating, maybe mm-hmm. you can say, yeah. it, have there been a, a time or two you have said things on the field that you are glad were not heard by the masses? Oh my God. Yeah. What What are some things you may have said to a coach or a player that, um, you know, may have, may have crossed the line been a little. Well, there was a kid at, at Cal State Northridge, second baseman, and his, I think he, I don't know his last name, you know, I think it was Ratner or something like that. So the word rat was in it. I remember this guy. And he was a motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. He was a little shit. And I had a play at first base and legitimately safe. I call him safe. He goes, Oh God damn. I was fucking out, man. What are you doing, man? I say, Hey, you fucking rat. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I go, you know what? The first part of your name is very fitting. You shut the fuck up. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I mean, I ripped his ass and, mm-hmm. and Joe Maiden heard me and he was looking at me like, and he's another umpire. He heard me from the middle of the field and Joe's like, God damn, I can't believe you said that. I said, fuck that guy. <laughs> I said, if he fucking tells on me, nobody's going to believe him. <laughs> no, he's got no credibility. 
<laughs> oh, it's interesting. Yes, it, it used to be, you know, old school to kind of talk that way to players and coaches, and and it, they and they said it right back, and everything, yeah, everything was everyone, fine. Everyone got along. Now we got all these. Uh, oh, well, that's the it. NCAA for you. They want us to be, uh, you know. I, don't get me started. I mean, hey, Charles Barkley hit it on the nut. Hit it on the very. Very sweet spot. The Barney when, Five comment when he made the Barney Five comment about the NCAA. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. He is absolutely. They are so behind times. Mm-hmm. They are so behind the, the the curve on on what's going on in modern society, and they need a major major overhaul. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's time to make some changes in the living arrangements, as you and I often say. Uh, well, well, Bill. Yeah, I'm very unfortunate that whole mic'd up situation. Uh, I, I like the NHL, but shame. I love the NHL referees. Uh, you're a big fan of Wes McCauley. Love Wes McCauley. Yeah, yeah. If you guys haven't heard of him, check him check him out online. Google him on 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 uh, YouTube. You'll be entertained. Yeah, as mu- about as much as you get entertained by Matt and I. Yeah. <laughs> Two minutes for. Fighting. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> He's fantastic. Yeah. And and it's the again the stuff that is where they all mic'd up and you hear yeah. it kind after of them. further review. We got a goal. We got a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Hockey playoffs are coming. I'm sure uh, he'll be out. He'll there. be out there. Do you think, Bill? You've officiated baseball. You've officiated football. Uh, whoa, easy there, vaccine. Take oh, it easy. Bump my, left the arms, my left arm's flapping like a fucking uh, fish out of water. All right, here we go. <laughs> you've officiated football. You've officiated baseball. Maybe you've officiated other things. You've been a cop. Uh, do you think there was any chance that you could have been a hockey referee? <laughs> uh, about as much chance as me of designing the space shuttle, flying the space shuttle, landing on the moon, moonwalking, uh, yeah, the, the answer is a flat out no. I don't know how because because number one, I've been on ice skates once and I fell on my ass and <laughs> without even taking a step. So therefore, uh, no, no. What those guys are able to do on skates is unbelievable. Yeah, that's I mean, we we've, we've both broken up fights in junior college football yeah. games. That's hard enough on on uh, you know cleats. Uh, let alone, uh, yeah. let alone it's like Roy Camp Roy Campanella getting out of his wheelchair and running a hundred yard dash. Oh, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> but you do got respect for those guys, don't you? I think Big I time. think the Big hockey time. referees are the hardest working guys. The linesmen, the, the guys oh, yeah. with the stripes, get to stand back and write down numbers of who's fighting. Those poor linesmen have to get in there and, and pry those animals apart. <laughs> these guys are bouncers, man. Dude, they're you know, yeah. it's like every twenty seconds or something, right? You know? And they have to skate in, you know, to keep the peace, and then. I mean, their, their, skate, their skating ability is is beautiful. Amazing shape. Absolutely. Uh, the Not that you care, but the Frozen Four, the college hockey, that three of the four teams are from Minnesota. Oh, that's a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Uh, so that's coming up uh, here shortly. But uh, let me see, Bill. Let me ask you this. Uh, well, first of all, speaking of the NCAA, we're recording this Tuesday, kind of before I got to rush to work and uh, after your vaccine, of course. A half of the final four set, Baylor and Houston. So an all-Texas side of the bracket. We could potentially build, depending on how it goes tonight, UCLA against Michigan and USC against Gonzaga. Okay. We, we could have a California versus Texas final that four. That is not going to happen. Oh, I'm hoping okay. Gonzaga it. will beat USC. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. God, yes. UCLA, uh, you know what? They, 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 they played a great game against uh, Alabama the other night. 
held tough in overtime. They, the three pointer at the end of the regulation was something else, man. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, um, UCLA impressed me a little bit. They did. They got what's that white kid's name that can shoot? Well, that narrows it down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For UCLA, no. Uh, you know, he's a great uh, that buddy Bayham from Syracuse, man. Yeah. He was draining. Uh, but the, UCLA, yeah. He, 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 he's his dad's a coach. Looks like he's his grandfather, though. He's an older man. <laughs> Um, yeah. Anyway, he's he's pretty good. Maybe a Greek name or an Italian name or something. I'm not real sure. Because first time I've watched UCLA play all year was the other night. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, well, that's I, with me. Like I, 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 you follow the scores, but you don't watch like the 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 players or whatever. But uh, there was a few kids out there who were uh, really like the first two possessions. Dudes taking charges and stuff. My kind of players. Uh, J, Jaime Jocks, I think is his name. Uh, Johnny Jazang. I mean, and then, you know, Dave Gimby, our friend, is not only a warehouse manager, baseball umpire, but he's always he's also the head coach at UCLA. <laughs> Don't they look alike? Mick Cronin and Dave Gimby. You're they, absolutely they are, they are right. brothers from the same mother. Oh, my goodness. You're right. Dave yes. Gimby's been on this show, guys, yes. months back. Check him out. Yes. And, and don't tell me that's not uh, yeah. Dave Gimby. It or, is uh, Dave Gimby. That is hilarious, man. Oh, my goodness. No, I, I don't remember who was uh, – the, uh, okay, well, the let's anyway, either way, UCLA. Yeah. So you you think UCLA can beat Michigan? I can. I think UCLA can beat Michigan. Uh, no way, it's a lock. No way will SC beat. Oh, okay, I'll take that bet. That's man. a lock. I'll take that. I think. I think Gonzaga is the best team, hands down, in the tournament. They will win it all. Okay, they will okay. win it all. Okay, they should have last year. That was last year. Well, I know West Coast Conference. Yes, but and that'll put the West Coast Conference into a very very solvent future as far as money goes and maybe next year tom heiler can get a raise for all the uh, west coast (laughs) conference college umpires and get them back to four man they got this this baffled today uh recording on tuesday they got the sc gonzaga game at four o'clock our time and then the ucla michigan game at like seven o'clock which is like 10 o'clock out in uh the east there's only one east coast team in in the in the side of the bracket play them late or early the NCAA, baby. They do. They, They're doing it for money, man. They do it backwards. If, if, if the sponsor says we'll pay you a billion dollars and we don't care about these student athletes' health, they'd play at 2 a.m. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, no doubt. They, everything's backwards. So what are you guys doing? Well, it's the bigger brands. It doesn't matter. And the, 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 the game, regardless of who plays, is going to be on in some bar out in the East Coast. Like, play the, play the West Coast games late so that – anyway, it makes too much sense, Bill. You're right. There's no sense behind it. No. Oh, unbelievable. So, okay, those are our predictions. And uh, by the time you guys listen to this, those games will have been played already. But, um, Bill, let's switch over to something a little more serious. Uh, last week, um, there was a pretty uh, big tragedy in Boulder, Colorado. Um, Ten people were killed, including a, a police officer uh, who rushed to the scene and ran into towards gunfire, as uh, police officers so often do. And, um, unfortunately, he was killed. I believe no one was killed after him. So he must have done something to kind of help neutralize the threat. Uh, Eric Talley was his name, a Boulder police officer, 51 years old. Uh, what are your thoughts on what we saw last week in Boulder? Once again, it's lunatics with guns. Okay. And I'm getting sick and fucking tired of the Kamala Harris's, the Joe Biden's, and these Democratic uh, goofs trying to. Uh, yelling for gun control. Okay. I flunk a test in high school and I blame it on the pencil. 
That's about how much sense they make. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you know, <laughs> it sickens me how quickly they go to politicize things and, and, and they flip it on people. They flip it on people who are supportive of, of, of second amendment and guns that you guys don't care about people. You want more people to die. It's absolutely ridiculous. We need an overhaul of the mental health crisis in this country. Mm-hmm. We've got people living on the streets that are mentally ill. We've got li- people living on the streets that want to be there. Okay. The Echo Park thing the other week. They were they were offered free fucking five-star hotels. The homeless. The homeless. Yeah. And downtown fucking LA, they were offered free, but because there was going to be rules, they were going to be monitored, and they were, they were even going to feed them. Yeah. Shower them. At, at, at taxpayer expense and they were refusing. Yeah. What does that tell you? That tells you there's some fucked up nutty people out yeah. there. Yeah. And, and they, some of them, well, they, a lot of them do need, they need help, but they don't, some of them don't want help. They don't want the, they don't want to be, they want to live in the park yeah. by themselves. Well, then you know what? You know, I, as you all know, I go to LA a lot. I was down there last night. I was in Beverly Hills last night. I was in the outskirts of Beverly Hills. I was like, Beverly Hills doesn't have transients. Beverly Hills doesn't have bums. Beverly Hills doesn't yeah. have that kind of, you know, slovenly shit on their streets. You know why? Because the first fucker that lays down, they get him up and they get him out of there. Let's go. Los Angeles, the first guys, the first one that lays down, they don't do anything and it becomes a broken window theory. Yeah. You know, one broken window leads to a whole shitload on yeah. an abandoned house. And this is what's happening. You know, Eric Garcetti and the city council of Los Angeles absolute travesty those people should not feel good about themselves whatsoever in in the politics that they do because they have a city that is a sewer i don't ever want to hear from uh the likes of them about how much they care for other people how much they uh they're you know the they uh, are in it for themselves correct our society our citizens you don't care anything about the citizens because you haven't fixed. This is a clear problem that affects a lot of people and you don't do anything about it. As soon as the people in the, in the, in the uh, black lives matter protest were marching on Garcetti's house, the first one that took a piss or shit on his yard, he was on the phone screaming and yelling to the police chief that he wanted them out. Yeah. Okay. These kind of things don't make the press, but believe me, when you start, you know, pissing on those people's yards, then they, want them out. Oh yeah. But they could care less about their constituents. Oh yeah. If it doesn't affect them, it's not a, it's not an issue. Well, and I always find it interesting. You, you've probably dealt with some, maybe some politicians in your line of work and everything. I find it so interesting. The people that scream the loudest about get guns off the streets, take gun. They're the ones with armed security. They don't, they're, they're very well uh, secured. Um, but there's this attack. Every time something horrible like this happens that, well, we got to get guns off the streets. And it's like, Okay, well, let's make murder illegal. If we make murder illegal, mm-hmm. then it, everything will go away, according to the logic. Just make something we have, illegal. We have nuclear weapons in this country, don't we? Yes, we in do. In this country, in this world. Mm-hmm. Okay, have we ever used one to kill somebody? Yes. When? Uh, World War II. Those were the atomic bombs. Atomic bombs, okay. okay. Okay, since then, we have not, because there's, a, there's safeguards put in place not to push the button on those things. And usually the people that have those safeguards are pretty, pretty uh, lucid and they, they're they they're playing with a full deck about 100%. Yeah. The problem is the wrong people that get a hold of these guns 
you know, i.e. the lunatic in, in Colorado, the lunatic in uh, Georgia, you know, um, that's the problem. You got the human beings that are, that are, that are dealing with these. That's the problem. You need to address the mental health crisis in this country. You know, a gun laying on the ground by itself, fully loaded, is not going to kill people. But Bill, that's the other thing. If someone wants to do harm to people, they're going to find a way to do it. Yeah, they they will. And 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 I ask you this: How in the world does this? Uh, he's not a human. Whatever he was in Colorado, he kills ten people. How does he walk away alive from that situation? I I, I don't know why. At all, either uh, in my day, we wouldn't have taken a give up. No, trust me. You you kill some people, and then especially yeah, one of your right, own. Sorry, right, yeah. all bets are off. No, um, I can tell you this firsthand, not firsthand, but very reliable. Uh, May 9th, nineteen eighty, there was a shootout in the city of Norco where the cops were heavily outgunned. I mean, you can you can research it. We've talked about. We it. did. That was a good okay. episode. Uh, you had one of the one of the clowns, one of the killers up in the. Uh, uh, San Bernardino Forest that night, San Bernardino Sheriff, uh, River, San, Los Angeles County Sheriff SWAT team came in. This is 1980 when the rubber met the road and there, and there was no bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They came in and from what I have been on very good authority, they basically executed that fucker. And in my opinion, rightfully so. They did not take a give up. Okay. Yeah. His hands were up and somebody thought they saw a gun and they blew him up. I'm yeah. fine with that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, to, I don't know. I Just that- like, you know, uh, there was a, I want to bring this up. There was a, a serial killer of, of small children, one of which was a Beaumont kid back in, I believe, 1997, 96. Uh, he was finally caught, captured. He was in Indiana on death row waiting to be executed. Well, unfortunately, you know, I feel so bad. He contracted brain cancer and he died, I think, last week. I saw the uh, article and for a guy like that, I was, I am hoping that he died a very, very painful, gruesome, uh, ugly death. Yeah. Because that is pales into what he put those kids through and their families through. Mm. Okay. And if I'm a, and if I'm a, 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 a complete asshole for saying that, so be it. No. Okay. No, you're not. Um, because, to me, it, it, it was too, he, he lived too long. Mm-hmm. You know, it was him with me. He pled guilty to these things. Well, you hear all this talk, these social justice. How, I think we're forgetting about. There's two sides of that. Justice. Yes. J- just justice. Why don't we just focus on justice? Mm-hmm. You know, well, I mean, the, the social ju- justice. Before, before you start pointing fingers at how bad cops are, let's start fucking pointing some fingers and pressing the gas chamber on some of these assholes that need to die. Yeah. Okay, because if you want to have a better life and, and, and better freedom and better you know, quality of living in this country, in this state, in this southern, especially this state, there needs to be some, uh, you know, some some repercussions if you do bad things. That's what keeps- to me, nothing is worse than death. I've been in a courtroom where I've seen a j- jury say uh, the, the recommendation is death. And I, I'll look in the eyes of this asshole and you can see their eyes. Mm-hmm. They've just been given a death penalty, whether it's in five minutes, five months, five years, 15 years, they know they're going to fucking die. They know they're going to die. We all know they're going to die, but mo- we all know that. But most of us feel that we can live a long, good, you know, quality life. 
these motherfuckers are going to go to prison and rot and eventually die. Okay. And there's no better remedy for taking action against someone who's killed someone than killing them. Hmm. Yeah. It's the ultimate, uh, you know, we talk about paying the ultimate price with people who are sacrificed. That is the ultimate price with your life. Right. A lot of the, the liberal front now, the woke people, the cancel culture people, the Gavin Newsom's, the, you know, the Eric Garcetti's, these pansy ass fucks don't believe like I do. Well, how's that working out for them? Yeah. Seems, seems, you know, crime. Yeah. Crime seems to be uh, diminishing and, the, you know, things are getting better. No, no, we don't. Can you answer a question for me? I can't figure this out. I, I feel uh, people on the left side of the aisle, they're very good at like making up words and create creating new like phrases can can you help me out tell me bill what is an assault weapon what is an assault weapon an assault weapon could be my fist yeah if i if i plan it well enough all right we're gonna get these assault weapons assault rifles off the off the off the streets it's like what does that mean well you know they're 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 weapons that you assault with i was like Oh yeah, okay. I, I, I could pick up that that uh, TV right there. That can be an assault weapon. All right. <laughs> well, that's what AR-15 stands for. That's assault how, rifle. That's how, no, that's no, how, actually, it doesn't. That's how fucking ass backwards these people are. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. It, it's it's very true. And uh, I always say, it, man, if you, you you making a law does not fix anything. It, it doesn't. There's there's bad people everywhere. I'm not trying. You know what? I can't understand Bill in this. I cannot understand why more women are not more in favor of being able to carry all these, you know, the, the horrible attacks that women have uh, suffered uh, w- with assaults and everything. I can't imagine why more women aren't in favor of, you of know carrying. what? I think they quietly are. You'd be yeah. surprised. Yeah. A lot of women I talk to, and yeah, I do. I talk to women, you know, shame on me. I ask them, <laughs> Hey, do you own a gun? Go, yes, I do. I go, are you prepared to kill someone? Are you prepared to, to, you know, plant a bullet center mass on this. Per- Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They say they are. Yeah. And I told him, well, you better, you better, because if, if this thug takes it away from you, you're screwed. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. Don't let him get close. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it, it's always been interesting to me. I'm not saying, uh, you know, ladies need to be carrying, uh, <laughs> machine guns or whatever, but it is interesting that a lot of yeah. outspoken people are female. I'm like, wait yeah. a minute. The way it's become now, we are very close to going back to the old, Wild West days where everybody's going to just holster up and carry a sidearm, you know, and settle it the old fashioned way. Well, I think most humans, most, most uh, Americans, uh, you know, if you, if you do own a gun, you, you hope and pray you never have to use it. And, and you- sometimes I would look forward to using it. <laughs> yeah. like some of the people I see, to be some of the drivers. You yes. talk to. <laughs> yeah. I, I would welcome, you know, yeah. So, yeah, but you're right. The vast majority don't. I think people, you know, it's have it just, it's like insurance. Like you hope you never have to use it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's an extreme situation there, but uh, yeah, it always brings up, you know, gun control issues and. uh, No, it's people control. I know. It's fucking people control. You know, come on. It's uh, what are we doing here? It's very, very sad. Uh, anyway, uh, but uh, God bless Eric Talley and uh, law enforcement who, again, uh, these law enforcement, you know, when they ran into the building to save people, Bill, I don't think any of them, I could be wrong, but as they're running into the building where there's an active shooter, I don't think they asked, Hey, what were the races of the people we're running into save right now? Hey, who, who are the types of people we're running no. in the building to no. save? No, they, they did. They no. just ran when towards you're, when you're dispatched a call. Yeah. 
unless it's a suspect description. You are not given victim information. No. Okay. I, I, yeah, I'm joking, but I know that. But, but a lot of people think that that you know these cops have preconceived ideas on who they're going to protect. You don't. Oh, it's just Asians. We don't need to save. <laughs> you them. don't. Yeah, no. it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, you don't. It, it's you're going there to save humanity, mm-hmm. and that comes in every color, every shape, every form. Amen. Amen. Um, did you, Bill, ever have a an, an active shooter type situation or anything close to that? When yeah, you, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We had a, a call one day where we had a guy running through a uh, uh, elementary school campus. Oh wow! In an active shootout with uh, somebody on the outside of the, the school, so he wasn't there shooting up kids. Thank God, but he was on a on a campus at the end of school when kids were getting out of school, two thirty in the afternoon. And this son of a bitch was running through the the uh, playground, uh, cat having a gunfight with some other idiot on the other side, and uh, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I I was the first one there, and I, I you know you know had tunnel vision to just get get to that playground. So there was a locked gate, so I I basically just drove my car through the gate. Wow, knocked it down, and I saw the guy as I came in. He jumped a fence and we had cops on the other side and he was taken into custody without incident. And the other knucklehead uh, was taken into custody. So, yes. So that cost the city a new a new fence for that school, which I don't, you know, yeah. nobody, you know, I wasn't given one lick of shit about. They didn't care, you know, because you don't have time to go pick a lock when you got a, a guy shooting on a, on a elementary school campus. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's the one and only time. Um, we had <clears throat> a massive shooter shooting situation like that was, you know, no, I, um, we didn't Riverside was lucky and we didn't really have any of those. Um, you know, obviously in San Bernardino years after I retired, we had the, uh, the, those Muslims, whatever they were, or what were they? And uh, San Bernardino those oh. were, uh, were they Muslims? What, what was their, what was their malfunction? Yeah. Anyway, we had that and, 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 uh, and I guess they had bigger plans after that, but they were, thank God, the San Bernardino police department, sheriff's department, and everybody else basically, uh, executed them, which they needed to be. Mm -hmm. Isn't it interesting that rather than report or be concerned about the tragic events, everyone wants to jump to the identity of the shooter or in that case, the shooters. We had a, 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 a piece of shit journalist with USA Today jump in and say, I'm tired of all these crazy white men with assault weapons killing people Yeah, because they've had a quote, bad day. Well, if the dumb bitch would have waited, she'd have realized the guy was Syrian, not white. Yeah. So again, a racist, stereotypical, stupid bitch from the USA Today and she got fired. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. I hope I hope you didn't ever get a job the rest of your life. Yeah, absolutely. Because that is taking a horrible situation and trying to stir an agenda, which I feel the media always does anyway. But like, well, what's the race of the shooter? What's his back? Like everyone wants to immediately go to that because if it's one race of people, oh, that's just mental health. If it's another race of people, oh, that's this uh, big, uh, you know, uh, terrorist organization mm-hmm. or it, it's it's just nonstop. And it's like. You people are sick. You people really are sick. The fact that you're politicizing stuff like this. Yeah. Well, it's like when, when there's a police pursuit, people might speculate, maybe they're having a mental health crisis. Well, of course they're having a mental health crisis. 
<laughs> they're committing a a, 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 a a crime and putting several people's life in danger. To me, a crazy lunatic in a pursuit driving like a madman is just as bad as an active shooter. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, a lot of times in, in those active shooter situations, the bullets strike people. A lot of times in these uh, pers- car pursuits, the cars strike people and people get hurt and killed. You know, not at the numbers of some of these uh, act, uh, active shooter mass murders, but still one life is one life too many. Yeah. I feel like we've uh, we've heard that before. Uh, Bill, have you heard everything that's going on with Deshaun Watson, the Raven or Ravens, the Texans quarterback? I hope he gets traded to the New York Jets <laughs> and him and Cuomo can hang out together. Oh, wow. Oh. Little salt and pepper action. Up oh, jeez. Huh? Wow, Bill. There you go, man. You you know how to bring it with a cup after a cup of coffee. You're you're good. Oh, and yeah. the vaccine. You're all you're, sure. Wow, a game. We didn't even rehearse that. No, um, hell no, we didn't. I mean, if you guys haven't heard, I mean, it's he's got like nineteen, at least a dozen women who have made accusations, and you know, you're all innocent till proven guilty. But apparently, he was really big into massages, Bill. Really big. I mean, he'd, he'd fly women in from all over to give him massages, and was always looking for more. And that's you just can't do that. You didn't have to fly him in, Christ Almighty. There's one. There's a there's a massage place, a happy ending joint on about every corner. <laughs> Allegedly, these were like Instagram models and stuff like that. That I mean, Christ. he's in she's in some serious you know what, trouble. When you're getting a massage, your eyes are closed. It could be a fat tub of shit giving you one. <laughs> Who cares? It's what you want to do after. Why waste your? If you just want to, you know, rape and pillage, <laughs> you, don't. you know, why waste your time with a massage? Oh, Bill, oh my god. Well, goddamn. <laughs> Let's get to the point. <laughs> Oh, he's in trouble. Cuomo yeah, he's in trouble. Too, but, so is Cuomo. Yeah. Man. That jackass. That is not a good situation. And take his idiotic brother with him. Oh, good. Wait, they're, they're related? Chris Cuomo. Oh, they are. Oh, oh, I thought I knew they were related yeah. for, for a while, yeah. but the past month or so, I didn't realize they were still related. Well, you know, I, I would distance myself from that, you know, <laughs> moron too, you know? <laughs> Oh yeah, brothers in arms, and then oh wait, never mind. No, we're not related anymore. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the news went broke today. The NFL officially going to a 17 game season. I think it's ridiculous. Stick with 16. Why? What, what, what well, if I if it's if it means less exhibition games, it does three good. instead of four. I think there should only. I don't think there should be any. Yeah, I agree. Okay, it's a waste of time. You got you're you're, you're putting a guy from Alcorn A and M who <laughs> was drafted in the 47th round giving him his shot you know don't waste my time all right play practice games yeah suit up game one get the starters in there let's go 17 just so now you gotta i don't know 16 was 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 perfect why screw it it's it's roger goodell man money grab it's a it absolutely it's all about the dinero it's It's all about the greenbacks okay (laughs) come on Oh, Bill, you're killing me. You're absolutely killing me. Hey, this time, let's see, this time next week, Bill, baseball, MLB will be in uh, full swing, I believe. Good. Dodger Good. Stadium, Angel Good. Stadium. I mean, yeah. Phil do uh, 20% capacity. Yeah. There's an ass for every chair. <laughs> absolutely. That to me is, that's a great time to go. 
I can't wait. If I'm going to go to Disneyland, Knott's Berry Farm, Magic Mountain, I'm going now. Yeah. They're controlling. I mean, I'm not going to, I don't have to wait in line for three and a half hours yeah. for a ride. And I don't, I don't have to go butthole the belly button with a bunch of fat slovenly fucks that are getting my way. <laughs> Grab I your granddaughter, it. man. Take, yeah. hey, this is your one shot at this. This is it. We're going this. This is it. This time only. You're right. Oh my goodness. Oh, Bill, I'd love to continue. Uh, let's wrap it up for today. Kind of a quicker show, but uh, you got calls. people to see, places to go. I got work to get to, and people uh, to see, places to go. Right. I got to go home. I got to, you know, prepare for a uh, absolutely uh, myocardial infarction after my <laughs> my uh, injection, and uh, hopefully, we, I live to see tomorrow. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, this is not your last show, Bill. Let's get you back next week. I'll, I'm going to do what I can. Let's. Get, we, we can only pray. <laughs> God willing. God willing. God willing, indeed. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Keep those questions coming. Absolutely. Yeah. We love it, guys. Enjoy the basketball uh, tonight. Well, I don't know if you'll be watching, Bill, but it should be, uh, should be some good games. And you know what? Kamala Harris, you can go to hell. <laughs> Salute your, your soldiers when you get on a fucking airplane. Oh, right? we didn't get okay. that, man. Okay. And use your words a little better. Yeah. Okay. Use your words a little better. You're a fucking idiot. I don't like you. We'll, <laughs> we'll sign off with that. Oh, that sounds good. Well, Bill Barnes, only you can swing for the fences like that towards the end of your conversation with me and uh, hit a walk-off. Well done, Bill. Bravo. Uh, we love you. We love your short little jabs that you give throughout your interview. And, of course, uh, you're, you're very much words of wisdom your parting parting shots are, are always the best we look forward to next week my friend and hopefully uh, all is well with the vaccine and you can give us a full update next week bill we will keep you posted on the rio hondo prep game this thursday i i want your in, instant reaction so we're going to make sure that you have to watch that game somehow some way on uh, rhprep.org or, or wherever you know, is easiest for Facebook, however it needs to be. But we'll make sure Bill watches that game so that we can get him to give us uh, some analysis of what he saw. And for all the fans out there, be sure to tune in on Thursday to that game, big game against Pasadena Poly, Rio Hondo Prep, uh, their last football game of the season, only a three-game season. It will be played at the Rose Bowl. And uh, my plan, guys, is to see what I can do as far as putting together some interviews some uh, questions from players and coaches kind of a recap if you will of that game i'm not going to put that episode out friday i'm going to save that for monday so you'll have to wait a few days but that is the plan uh, on this friday though i will tell you about our guest i thought it would be fitting to have on uh, of course a real hondo prep football player uh, from the past and uh, we are going to be joined by none other than dave ramos who actually is uh, these days he's a san bernardino county sheriff uh, played football at Rio back in the mid-90s, uh, won a CIF championship, also lost one that we'll definitely talk about. Uh, but Dave Ramos, the brother of Jason Ramos, who was on this program a few months back, Jason uh, talked about his days of playing football with his brother Dave, and, and Dave kind of shares a similar, <laughs> a similar outlook of playing uh, with his brother Jason as well as other teammates there from the late 90s and uh dave ramos one of the best football players we've uh, seen go through rio he's got a lot of great stories dave actually played college football as well so he'll fill you in on what that was like what that journey and you know the differences in high school versus college football and everything he's got some great stories so i wanted you guys to hear it uh so we're going to do that on friday and then on monday 
as kind of our normal sports topics show, I will have some information for you recapping the game uh, between Pauly and Rio. I know it's a few days uh, down the road, but hey, just giving you guys some heads up, a few things to look forward to. And I will, I do hope you join us on Friday for the interview with uh, Dave Ramos, who had a lot of great things to say. Uh, just an absolute pleasure to hear from him, talk about law enforcement, talk about football, talk about Care Youth League, Rio Hondo Prep, his family, uh, just a, a lot of great things uh, that I hope you guys tune in for on Friday. You don't want to miss it. Guys, there's plenty of ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. You heard Bill answer some questions today as well as me. Uh, we love hearing from listeners. So be sure to send us any. I mean, you guys hear these questions. You know what people ask. It can be literally about anything. Anything. Today was shopping carts. I mean, whatever's on your mind, uh, if, if you want us to get a, give us an, give an honest answer or maybe an answer that uh, we don't tell the whole truth on, whatever, uh, send us your questions. We love hearing from you. I know Bill does. So get those questions in if you want Bill to answer one. Get him in by Sunday night. And for me, uh, I'm always trying to record at least the day before. So maybe a few days before uh, you want something heard or read on the air. The email is a great way to help me keep everything in line. But social media, man, give us a like, give us a follow if you haven't already. I am getting notifications that there are more there are more views on the Facebook page and uh, more and more people seem to be following. So that is great. I love seeing the podcast grow. It's really uh, motivating for me. Um, and to, to just keep this thing going and record whenever I need to. It's, uh, again, 1.20 right now, and I've probably woken up Val by talking too loud, but uh, I'm trying to trying to bring the energy for you guys uh, all, in all seriousness and keep keep this thing going because it is a lot of fun. It, it is challenging. I'm not looking for sympathy. I, I enjoy doing this, and I want to keep things going, but uh, any anything you guys have, suggestions, content, whatever, um, throw them my way. It helps keep the thing going. And this is a conversation. This isn't, shouldn't just be me, uh, you know, pontificating and giving my uh, two cents over everything. I want to hear from you guys too. So uh, throw some content my way and we'll make this show, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take off. We'll take it off and uh, have it continue to grow as it has done the past uh, year, which is crazy to think about. All right, guys, enough from me. We will see you on Friday. I will hopefully be able to tune into the real hondo prep game on thursday hope you guys enjoy that game uh shoot me some text shoot me some messages about your thoughts on that game and i can piece that together for monday but don't forget dave ramos's long form interview on friday that will be uh our schedule for now hope to hope you will join us then sorry guys it's late and i gotta get to bed uh but for those of you that listen today Happy Wednesday, and whenever you guys tuned into this, uh, hey, hope the week is going well. A lot of great things ahead. Real Hondo Prep first Polly on Thursday, the Final Four on Saturday, uh, Easter on Sunday. I mean, a lot of great things ahead to be thankful for. So I appreciate you guys taking the time to join me here uh, listening to the Get Home Safe podcast. All right, guys, that's it. No matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.